Welcome, everybody, to the Generic Board Game Podcast. All the board gaming content you could possibly want at a fraction of the price. This is your American host, Philip Millman. And this is your European host, Vic, or Vic from NaveCon. What's my motivation again, Philip? I need to have motivation, don't I? Uh, you're just speaking with me, and that should be motivation enough for anybody. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, but I thought there might be something else. You know, it's it's late in a Sunday night over here, so you know we gotta gotta keep it together and keep it on track. Well, it's a beautiful day here in the uh, nation's capital, and by the nation, I mean the United States. Uh-huh. Uh, beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. I had a grill out with some friends and some coworkers who also are friends. So it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, actually did some things that are, are not typical for my brand. I did some gardening. Wow. So, uh, uh, and I will probably be playing uh, Carnegie uh, later tonight. That's fantastic. When you say gardening, it's you're in Washington, so it wasn't anything kind of um, weed-related or anything like that. You don't have like a hydroponic no, thing going on out there? No. Uh, uh, the federal laws still prohibit the consumption of cannabis. I am a federal employee, so therefore I am not allowed to take it. Uh, not that I'd really want to anyway. Uh, Maryland does have on its state ballot. I live in the state of Maryland, which is just outside of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Has on its ballot the legalization of recreational marijuana. It does allow marijuana for medical purposes. Uh, that gets voted on in November during our election cycle. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, no, no, none of that stuff for me. I have to be a good boy. Oh, yeah. No, no, absolutely. 100%. As, as I saw famously somebody saying, I don't actually like cocaine, but I love the smell of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and for someone who used to work in Wall Street, I've seen a lot of cocaine. Uh, well, so I've uh, mentioned that I've, I've played Carnegie. I played Carnegie last week. Um, And since the last time we talked, I've also played a new game um, called Age of Galaxy, which is an action, a small box action selection game. It's by the same folks that did Age of Civilization, which is also a very clever little. uh, It's kind of a civilization game. It's kind of like a really interesting action, a different type of action selection game. Loads of fun. and uh, and I've also played Fleet the Dice Game, which is a roll and write, which is remarkably cute. Um, I'm not sure it's my favorite write and roll or even in the top three write and rolls that I have, but it is uh, it's fun. What have you been playing, Vic? Um, a mixture of things. Um, we played the Iron Throne with Game of Thrones, the Iron Throne, which is the... It's a sort of skinned version and slightly different version of Cosmic Encounter, but mm-hmm. with the the various um, houses from Game of Thrones. I like it, but there's just something missing, and I can't quite put mm. my finger on it. I wound up, uh, I'll tell you a quick short story. I don't know, are you a fan of um, Cosmic Encounter? I have not played it. Oh, okay. All right. It's only been out for 42 years, so I suppose, yeah. The um, Okay, so so it came out when I was 50. I get it. Okay, I, go ahead. I didn't say it. You, you just went there. I, <laughs> I, I did kind of edge you that direction. No, I, I, I'll tell you my short story. I bought Cosmic Encounter, I would say, good 20 years ago because I had heard this is like one of these, you got to play this game, just like Diplomacy or Risk or whatever. So I played it never really worked for me couldn't say why mm. just 
Mm. It, 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 it didn't bite. And then a new version came out from Fantasy Flight maybe 10, 12 years ago. And mm-hmm. I bought it mm-hmm. again, having sold the old one. And again, just something missing. And having played the Iron Throne, which I liked, uh, there was something missing. I, I can't put my finger on it. And what did I do? I looked up videos on it and so on. And people were saying, yeah, there's something kind of missing. You're, you're better off with the original Cosmic Encounter. So I just went being like a sailor, you know, who just came ashore after NaveCon and having some PayPal mm. in my account, which, as you know, in finance is not real money. And you got to spend that stuff as quick as you can. Um, Before someone steals it, sure. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. The um, I went and I bought Cosmic Encounter again, the, the 42nd um, edition of it. So I'm going to give that a go again and try it. But... Yeah, played a bit of Cosmic Encounter in the skin of Game of Thrones. Played a um, little bit online. Like, There's a constant background hum of Through the Ages being played on on the app. And there has been for the last five or six years. Um, yeah, I need to I need to get back into to trying that again. Oh, yeah, um, so yeah I, I really need to, to try that again. I... And I also need to do Twilight Struggle. Yeah, again. look, there, there is that. The um, Mare Nostrum. And, uh, and you need... Oh, sorry. oh Mare, you played Mare Nostrum? Oh, yeah. Played it last Thursday night and got hammered the um, in the game. And, oh, boy, it's still like, like uh, one of the kind of um, dipsticks for me in any board game is if you've lost and even lost badly, but you still really enjoyed it, that's a good game. And I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever won Mare Nostrum but I've played it now I would say maybe eight or ten times and I still love it even though the one of the guys from my gaming group has it I would love to have a copy of it just in case I don't know he spontaneously combusted and along with his game and we need another copy of it can I tell you a deep dark secret you can always tell me a deep nobody listens so yeah go right ahead yeah exactly Uh, maybe three of us but yeah yeah yeah. I own Mare Nostrum. Uh-huh. Uh, not only do I own it, I know all own all the accessories, including oh, yeah? the poker chips. That's nice. Yeah. I've seen that couple. And I've never played it. That's okay. That's not a deep dark secret. Um like deep dark secret is I went out for a few drinks. Next thing I'm standing above my cousin with a shovel, you know, in a forest. That's a deep, dark secret. Like, you know, no, oh, I thought everybody game. knew about that yeah, one. Well, I, I, I was just alluding to that as well. I was edging you towards that. Um, no, it's a great game. It, it really is a great game. Now, I think it's a great game. The people who've played it may not be your thing as such, but I do think as an area control game, there's a lot to go for. There's, there's, a couple of little things in it. It's from the jump, you're next to people, and there's very little, um, what's the word, neutral territory. There is a little bit, but even that neutral territory is contentious. So it's like, I'll take this, and there the other players looking at you going, well, I prefer if you didn't. Well, I'm going to take it. Okay, I'm going to attack you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and it didn't help that we had... Um, the extra we had six players and we had mm-hmm. um atlantis in it and the person who played atlantis once again we had just liked to watch the world burn and came out and 
had a, a slice off, I think, two people in the first or second turn and then had another slice off someone else and was doing quite well until one of the other players won. But it's a great game. The only thing about Mare Nostrum, and it's not a negative, it's mm. just something that gets you, is it could be over very quickly. Now, mm. not time-wise, um, it's like you're going to get a good two hours out of the game before you get to the point where people are making a, a run for victory. But mm. there's a few ways of winning and people can mm. blindside you with their win. Uh, and it, you're just about like, a, you know, you're, you're doing okay, or in my case, not. You're recovering. Um, and someone just goes, bam, bam, bam. Got it. It's over. And you're like, ah, okay. And it leaves you with this whole thing that I want to play again. In fact, time permitting, I, I, we just clear the board and play again. It's a great game. Absolutely super. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Academy Games stuff. I like their Viking game. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of these ones where, you know, when we friends coming over on Thursday night for games, I'll often kind of say, stick Mare Nostrum in your boot, just in case. Mm. Um, it, it's, and boot for those that are not from the British Isles is the trunk of your car. That's correct. So the one listener there, um, it is the <laughs> trunk of your car. Uh, the other thing I played is I played Sun Tzu, which is mm. a two-player game. That's a neat little game. There's a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Uh, Root. Have you played Root at all? Again, I own all the... Uh, pieces yeah. of it and have not yet played it actually you mentioned need to get that time to get week, it together it's, it's yeah to keep track of all the non-games yeah no that's that's been my <laughs> playing what are we talking about today tell the nice people philip oh god all right so <laughs> something dear to your heart <laughs> yeah as most people know uh i like uh games that you know require a great deal of interesting decisions and, you know, uh, working hard against the other person and whatnot. Vic said to me, well, why don't we talk about party games? And to which I said, woo, party! Well, what I said to him is, well, the computer says no. Computer says no. And he twisted my arm until it almost broke. And I said, fine, we'll talk about party games. Vic, why don't you tell them what the definition of a party game is and why it's not like a Euro like I like? Well, the official, well, there isn't an official party game is to me something that you could have at a party, but it's kind of like a filler game, but it's a filler game that you can teach to new people who aren't regular gamers. And it's perfect to pull out the party. Um, We had some friends over for a barbecue um, during the summer and mm-hmm. we had maybe a dozen people and we pulled out a few party games and just the night flew by. It was, just, it was a great night and they were party games. It was things like, what did we play? We played Skull and Roses. We played, mm. um, we played Wink. It's a, it's a real kind of old kids game. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Mm-mm. Mm, okay. Uh, when I was younger, we used to play this, and um, there was a in the civil defence, um, which 
we'd have weekends away and this mm-hmm. was something that would happen when you were kind of in the van or you were in the pub or whatever. And the game is very, very simple. It doesn't require any pieces unless you're blind. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea with it is you get maybe a dozen plus people sitting around in a circle. And I think I think it goes by a few names, um, killer or assassin or something like that. But the idea with it is that game starts and you've got, say you've 12 people, you get a deck of cards, you get 11 normal numbered cards and you get one ace or king or whatever. Shuffle them all up, deal them out, and that one person that gets the king is the killer. Mm-hmm. And the idea is they've got to kill everyone at the table quietly. And how they do that is they look directly at a person and they wink with one eye. That person acknowledges that and, well, they don't do it loudly, obviously. They kind of count up to 10 or so in their head and they put their card in and said, okay, I've been killed. And everyone looks around in shock. It's a little bit like werewolf. And then it continues until somebody, until they've wiped out all the other players or one person sees them like looking at another player and winking at them and catches them in the act and calls them out. You can't call somebody out um, just on a a whim. You have to see them doing it. And it's a great game for a party. Um, Mm. Like we played it and some people are very, very slick at it. Some people wait, they'll sit back. A game can go on a long time. Like you're looking, actually it's a real icebreaker because you're looking around smiling at other people. Um, and then somebody winks at you and you're like, hey, Jesus, she's, or he's like a lot, lot kind of more of a shark than I realized. And the game repeats. So that's a, a really good one for, you don't need anything apart from a deck of cards or I don't know, some other kind of cards that you can pick one traitor slash assassin to do it. Got it. Got it. So I took a look on, be- on BoardGameKeek.com, and they mm. say a party game are games that encourage social interaction. Mm-hmm. They generally have easy setups and simple rules, and they can accommodate large groups of people and play in a short amount of time. So, you know, considering that I'm a misanthrope, uh, you know, clearly <laughs> party games are not necessarily what I, what I uh, look for. I always thought you were kind of big party guy yourself. Maybe when you were a little bit younger or so on, you partied hearty and, you know, you were kind of first to the party, last to leave kind of thing. No, am I, am I getting that completely wrong? Right? Well, you're part, you're half right. I'm the first to get there so I could be the one of the first to leave. <laughs> um, you know, I'm an early to bed, early to rise type. Uh, gotcha. So, <laughs> but I was looking at some of uh, the games that are party games uh, according to BGG and the, and the top ones. And I'll be honest, I am surprised at how many I have actually played and semi-liked. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, for me, uh, I like games with interesting decisions and games that I can really, you know, get my, my brain around. And uh, the second highest ranked uh, party game on... BGG list, which it's ranked at 114 overall, is Code Names. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I think is actually one of the few party games that I really, really enjoy, and I love breaking out because, you know, for those that have not played it, 
and I mean, there must be like two of you. There are two spy masters, right? There's a red spy master and a blue spy master, and you're trying to let your spies know which are your code names, but you can only and which are what these one word uh, one word car, uh, cards in front of you in a five by five matrix. And you can only use one word and the number of cards that the spy master thinks that fit that word. And now everybody who's on the blue team, so obviously this can play anywhere from, you know, four to a hundred, although realistically I would probably top out around about 20 because it doesn't really matter the number of people um, who are fellow spies trying to guess the code names. You know, it's it's just remarkably interesting and entertaining to watch people try to figure out what you're thinking, and watch them overthink. You know, uh, you know, Greek god. You know, if you say gods and and you know somebody misses Olympus or something, it's just it's really cute. It's really fun, <laughs> and I would say that's probably my top party game. Um, what's what's your top party game? My top party game is probably Skull and Roses or Skull as it's called, mm-hmm. as well. It's very, very simple, which is good. You can teach people how to play it in a couple of minutes. In, in fact, it's one of the dry, those games where you just drive it on to play it. It's kind of, okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to play around, show you how to play it. You'll understand after one round. And it's it, it's beautifully simple. Uh, have you played Skull? I have not. Oh, okay. It's it's kind of like the essence of poker distilled down, if you will. The idea is each person, you're bikers in a biker bar and you, ha- you have four beer mats. And this could be played with just beer mats on their own mm-hmm. with, with an X. You start with four of those. You've got three of them that have got roses on them. And the other one has got a skull on it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got a set of those. And there's kind of a simple version of it. There's a, another rule as well you can add. I, I kind of teach people the simple version because there's enough play in that to keep going. And the idea is you put down secretly on the table either a skull or a rose face down. And you know what it is. You've no idea what else, what else, um, what anyone else has. So what then happens is the first player uh, who becomes the person who lost the last round or just a random first player calls out a challenge and the challenge is the the detail here is important that they can turn over a certain amount of roses um let's say you got 12 people playing and Mm -hmm. the first player says okay i can turn over two roses you've no idea whether that person actually has a rose in front of them or they have a skull but um, it goes on to the next person and the next person bids to call it. So the next mm-hmm. person goes, yeah, I can do three. And the person after it goes, pass, pass, pass. The next guy goes, four, pass. The next lady goes, five. Everyone passes back to it and now it's all on that person. And they turn over, first of all, their own card, which we're hoping mm-hmm. is a rose. And now they have to get four other roses from oh, other God. people. So they oh, go. It's sort of like, it's sort of like liar's poker. Uh, yes, the, yes. Uh, uh, so what you do is you kind of go, okay. Um, they point to someone who they think is telling the truth, and you see, chances are, if somebody called four, they might have had a rose. Otherwise, why would they be doing it? Or maybe they're double guessing, and they go, okay, you guy, you know, turn it over, and they're like, yeah, that's a rose as well. I got to get three more, 
and you're guaranteed that half the players have got skulls out. Um, just to, just to mess with you. Just to mess. And if you get a skull, if you get a rolls, you score a point. The round starts again. If you get two points, you win the game. But more likely what will happen is you'll encounter a skull and then you lose one of your beer mats. So your lives go and you're down to three lives now. So you can knock people out by them constantly messing up. Very, very simple game, but it's the banter. It's the fun. It's the kind of playing the person rather than the game. So in that respect, it, it reminds me of poker a lot. Uh, and that's skull it's called you can but it's it's actually for what it is it's an expensive game but i mean you know you can you can kind of 10 cent it by getting a stack of beer mats and just putting an x on every fourth one but it's it's a nice thing to have uh and it's great to pull out at a like a cookout or whatever you people call eating um but yeah i like skull i think it's very simple that and um the other one is uh, we'll get to in a while is Liar's Dice. What about yourself, Philip? Is there anything else you've played in your party career? Yeah, so uh, there's been a couple other games that I have played. Um, I've played Sheriff in Nottingham. Don't enjoy it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just everybody assumes I'm lying all the time. <laughs> Why would that be? I, I don't know why. It makes okay. no sense. Uh, I've played, you know, I've played Werewolf and different mm. variations of it. And, you know, and that's fine for what it is. Uh, but it gets old quick for me. Uh, one game that I've played that I actually kind of like uh, that is, you know, you don't see, and it and it gets a fairly low rating, is, um, oh, no, oh. Machine of Death. Oh, okay. I'm all yeah. in. Oh, yeah, you're all in. So, yeah. <laughs> first of all, it's a improv game. So that okay. makes a, it's a storytelling game, and I and I happen to like storytelling games. I happen to like this game, and I happen to like Ace Detective by Richard Lanius, uh, which is also a storytelling game. And uh, Machine of Death is actually based on a book by the same name where it's an, an, uh, an anthology. And base, the basic question is, let's say that there was this machine that could tell you how you were going to die. But it can only tell you in one word. And it doesn't tell you when, and it doesn't tell you in what capacity. So the example uh, that I give is, say the word is boat. Okay, you're going to die by boat. All right, so you have decide that you're never, ever going to go on the water because you know that the minute you go on a boat, there's a high likelihood that you're going to die. However, you're driving along one day and someone's towing a boat and it rolls over and <laughs> kills you. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is with this game is you know how you're a bunch of assassins trying to kill somebody and you know how they're going to die because the machine of death told you, but you don't know by which manner and you're coming up with different cards to that, you know, to help implement it and you have to use the cards to implement this person's death. And it creates these just very funny scenarios, but it requires people who are into to doing that. And there are board gamers who just don't necessarily like that. Sure. Uh, Ace Detective, I also really, really like. Uh, it's not, it, it's a quasi party game kind of, but it essentially you're there to solve a murder and you're getting different cards that will become part of the story. 
but only certain cards are actually required for the story. And you can use cards as red herrings and so forth. And it's done in a film noir uh, style. And the person who uh, correctly, and basically you vote to see who's going to be the murderer. And the mm. person who correctly votes for the, who ha- the, the, basically at the end you figure out who, who ha- which of the four suspects has the most votes. And then whoever voted for that person the most gets to do the parlor room, everybody gathered around, and explains how the murder happened with all the information there. Okay. And it's, a very, def- it's a very cute game. Uh, it did not get a lot of love, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but I, I, I kind of, I really kind of liked it. And, you know, and it's a cute game that requires some really enjoyable uh, storytelling. Uh, the other game, which wasn't really meant be a party game but uh if there's enough liquor in it uh it can be uh mayday games makes a game called coconut okay and this game is uh basically you're a monkey and what do monkeys fling coconuts of course i wasn't gonna uh, answer that yeah they, they fling coconuts um and these coconuts are weirdly in the shape of milk dud uh go figure yep and what you're trying to what you're trying to do, and and it plays up to four normally, and what you're trying to do, and these monkeys have spring loaded arms, and you're trying to fling these coconuts into the cups, and the first person to get six cups wins. Um, you can fling your coconut into a into a, a cup that somebody else has already won and steal it from them. You know, there's there's a lot of back and forth, and there's some cute cards that allow you to like. You pull up the card, and so if someone flings it, you're trying to blow the coconut off course and so forth. I mean, there's just a lot of cute little things with it. But one uh, BGG con, somebody uh, decided that they were going to do this as a drinking game. So this is basically beer pong for kids. Mm-hmm. And they decided to make this a drinking <laughs> game. Yeah. They bought, I think, five, I think it was either four or six of of the full things of coconuts made this huge uh, coconut and people were flinging coconuts, drinking. We were finding the coconuts for months afterwards. We actually found one the next year wow. uh, when we were back in the same location. And it, it was just a lot of fun. And people were very, very boisterous and loud and um, not a sober eye in the house. Fantastic. Wow. That's something else. The um, I was going to say, any anything becomes a game when you have enough alcohol in you. Um, I'll take your word I, for I, it. I I'll tell you a game I played. I haven't heard Machine of Death, and then I looked it up there. It doesn't get very much love from BGG. No, it gets a lot of not love, and and it's it's a little quirky, but it's a very good improv game. But you have to really you have to improv, yeah, yeah. You have the, to really like improv and be. And and understand the trope of improv, and then it becomes mm. a a good game. If you're just doing it as is, uh, not so much. Yeah, just just following the rules dryly. I tell you an interesting game. I hadn't seen it before, but I've played it a couple of times, both at uh, a stag party. I think it was the same person's stag party because his um his wedding was was hit on. They hit pause on the wedding um because of COVID was Monikers, if you've heard of that. And Monikers is a little bit like charades, uh, degenerative charades. And the idea with it is you get a thing uh, on a card and you've got a t- you need two teams. 
and you got two teams that are, are you know sharp and on point and and waiting one person on the team goes up the top and has a stack of cards and let's say there's a hundred cards in there and they pull the first card and the first card might be joan of arc and they can't use the words joan of arc but they've got to get people to shout out joan of arc so they might go, uh, the maid of France of Lyon. Um, she was, uh, and people would shout out. And the, the other team is timing it. They got 30 seconds to get as many scores as they can. So uh, one person goes, okay, it's, it's you know, she's the maid of Lyon and she's, she's this. And someone shouts out, Joan of Arc, yes, slaps the card down. Next one is, you know, President Trump or whatever. He's got an orange face. He's, you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Uh, Donald Trump, yeah down and so on and and then time runs out 30 seconds that's grand swaps over to the other team but here's the clever part that set of 100 cards are used again so what happens is when they recycle the person up the top is going the maid and they're like joan of arc uh, orange trump you know and it's speeding up the scoring I saw a commercial by uh, Quinns of the sit, uh, sit Down and Shut Up uh, folk. Mm. They they did like a, a Kickstarter of monikers at that point. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter. I wound up with a copy of it. But well, what happens with it is that's the first round, if you will. And then time's up on that. The second round, you have to mime it with... Um, I think now I could be getting this wrong, but you can't talk in the second round. So you've got to mime it out. But because Joan of Arc has come up lots of times, you're miming out Joan of Arc and people are like, oh, it's not Trump. It's, it's, maybe it's Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. Yeah. And then <laughs> I think not that we've ever gotten to it, but um, I think the third round is you can raise your hand above. You sit down behind the table and raise your hands and do glove puppets to do the parts. And I think the last round is you just use your head <laughs> to do it, but you can't make any sound or use your hands. A lot of fun. It's a real party game. Like it really is a, a party game and it does help if people are well lubricated as well. The, do, do, you, do you think, do you yes. think, and, and the question, yeah, well, do you think uh, that, that was a, uh, that was not a great start for me, but let me try that again. Do you think party games are a good vehicle in getting folks non-gamers into board gaming more generally i do yeah i have brought i remember a couple of times at christmas parties bringing along uh, a deck of cards because uh, i'll be 100 honest with you i'm not um yeah i know you don't drink and, and i stopped drinking a number of years back which is a dangerous thing to say in case people see you drinking occasionally but you want I think one of the most boring things you can do is just go to a pub and sit there and drink. I, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it, there has to be some catalyst to have people together. And I'm lucky enough to have friends that like gaming. And, you know, if we wound up in a, in a place like a pub or whatever, and we're not having a meal, we would find some way of gaming. I, I was just, surprised you continued on when you said i'm lucky enough to have friends well i suppose friends is 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 quite a grandiose term really (laughs) people that can well i i'm i'm lucky to have people that tolerate me um or or acquaintances that tolerate me how about that i i i i i agree 
Now, what I what I find disappointing is is that you know 18xx games are not considered party games. I mean, they're a lot of fun, right? They're not waterproof. There's a lot of interaction. I'm sorry. They're not waterproof. That's this the is problem. true. Yeah, you need something like Hive or something that you don't mind losing, like Skull or Wink, where like you may lose an eye in Wink if it's full contact Wink, but um, you have two of them. That's that's why you got two eyes, uh, and you play on. Yeah, no, I, I I get you. And the worst place you don't want to get your game wet. That's that's no. that's really it. It's like you know, it's like a really good hairdo. You don't want to get it wet. Um, <laughs> the yeah, there's a few. And actually, one of the other things about party games is, as you well know, being a, a big party guy yourself, is you have games that are, you know, can be noisy, and some games that are always noisy. Mm-hmm. So things like Pit, I'm sure you've played. Mm-hmm. Um, have you played Panic on Wall Street? No. I don't think so. I've played oh. 1920, but I don't think I've played Panic of Wall Street. Now I have Panic of Wall up. Street is good. It gets loud um, quickly. It's it's a very interesting game. Somebody gave it to me or, or was I, sold it to me at a buy and sell at NaveCon. They're like, no, this is a ridiculously good game. And he was so earnest about the game. He, he just looked at me and said, no, no, I, I'll give you this game if you won't buy it off me. It's, it's that good. So I bought it off. It's great sales technique. But the idea with this is you have a team of um, maybe you to do it right, you need maybe six to eight. And you've got two two types of players. You've got, we played it, I think, with eight. That was a lot of fun. You have stock, what's the word? You've got investors, which are one one group of people, and they all score together. And at the other side of the game, then you've got um, companies, say, Mm -hmm. and or corporates, and they're all competing against the other corporates. So it's like two games happening at the same time. And what happens with the corporates is they put out stocks and the stocks might be similar. So you might be a corporate, Philip, and you're selling whatever the hell it is. Uh, You're selling, you know fava beans or something mm-hmm. and you set a price for those so you say two dollars and somebody else says okay i'm going to set mine at three and there's a limited amount of shares it's a closed environment and there's a limited amount of time to buy stocks before the stock market closes mm-hmm. and people can change their pricing i think the uh-huh. so what happens is you you buy a stock and it's gone out of the game, but then you look and the only other one is like three dollars. But you want that because you want to get you know they're going to go up in value and so on. So you've got people um, that are the corporates shouting out, "Okay, I got I got fava beans at two dollars. Who wants them? Who wants them?" And somebody's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take them. I'll take all the fava beans you got. Yeah, okay, give me the money. Great. Okay, that 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 company's shut up." You know, okay, what's left of the table? You know, I got this, you know, and people, and after a while, you're, it's not that you're shouting over other people, but you're, 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 you're basically calling the odds on it. That's wow. a lot of fun. Like it's, it's, it's more than the sum of its parts. It's, it shouldn't be as good, but it's a lot of fun. I, I, Pit is fine. Um, Pit is an okay game. It's just a, a set collection. Yeah, it's, and fine. it's funny and so on. You, you like to ding that bell, but, no, it's not. This has got a little bit more depth to it. That that that's interesting because I've. Um, it sounds a little bit like surreal uh, confluence. 
which oh, is the game. <laughs> yeah, I the, love uh, that game. Yeah, That's I, such I a- have it. I've played it twice now. I played it with someone else's copy, and they completely filled a really big dining table. And I played it my house, and I completely filled a big dining table as well. And I'm really not sure what I was doing in the game. Uh, or uh, insofar as I knew what I was doing, but there was no way I could keep track of what anyone else was doing. It was just expanding like silly string every time we uh, a new round appeared. But wow. it's interesting. I, I didn't get it. It didn't kind of did, like work for me, but I kind of thought I was having fun, but I'm, I'm not really sure. I enjoyed the hell out of the game, but it, it, it does take quite a bit. And what what's interesting is everybody's trying to get the, uh, and it plays a lot of people. It can play up to seven or eight people. Uh, and But everybody's trying to get the best deal as opposed to the deal that works best for them. Yes, 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 yeah. And there's there's a couple of there's a couple of mechanics in there which are you you help other people occasionally. Right. Um, and that's that's yeah, obviously that's a new experience for me. Um but it's it's an interesting, it's almost a forced mechanic. Actually, yeah. I'll tell you about another interesting game just talking about improv. Have you played Spyfall? And Spyfall yes, I too. have played Spyfall. Uh it's okay. Mm, it's not bad. It's it's nice when it's new. And if people all know the game, it's quite interesting. I've seen some very slick people who play this game as well. And yeah, yeah it was good fun. But I, I, like it's it's with any kind of the other thing about party games is they are by their nature a limited yes. kind of a, a, a thing. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to play tiddlywinks for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. And it, it's. Look, party games, I think, are good. Um, I guess one last question before mm. we leave this truly uh, riveting topic. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, uh, you're you know, not fighting for your right to party, I see. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm fighting for my right to have a good night's sleep. Uh, <laughs> and, and I do know, that, I do know two, of the, two out of the three Beastie Boys, which is kind of funny. Do you? Uh, That's I do. I, yeah, I, I do. I do. Uh, they were. They. They lived not too far from where I grew up. That's, um, that's a really weird segue. Do you consider one-shot mystery games like Exit to be party game? Ooh, that's very good. I think that's a very specific party. I have the party is running. death. The yeah, party oh, is that, death. That's it, like a murder mystery kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And I have like. Myself, my wife, a number of times have kind of discussed doing that. Uh, sure, anything. Um, it's a different type of party. Uh, the 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 one thing I would say about something like an exit game or that is things like Liar's Dice, which you didn't mention, Super Game, mm-hmm. um, or Skull or Great Dal Booty or mm-hmm. Hamster Roll or something is they're quick, and mm-hmm. if people aren't into it, that's fine. You know, it's going to stop eventually. So this too will pass in, you know, in 20 minutes time and either people get it or not. You can, it's not that you're, you're reading the audience, but if I'm, um, it's usually me that's instigating this with, if I have friends over that are non-gamers and we, we pull out games and I start kind of teaching people the game. If they like it and they want to play again and again, super. If they don't, fair enough. If they want to play something different, it's like, that, that was fun, but we've kind of, let's try something different. 
that super, but something like a an escape game, that's pretty much the whole evening. Or mm-hmm. it's, you know, this is the only show in town. So if you don't enjoy it, and some people may enjoy it, some may not, uh, it can fall. It has the potential to fall flat in its face. Um, right. Likewise, a murder mystery. Well, I suppose a murder mystery, there's a little bit more to it because there's the whole thing around it. But you will find that if it's by its very nature, I guess, um, it doesn't fit into the party game thing, which is something light that lasts a short amount of time that is throwaway. I mean, you're never going to take werewolf for cashing guns or happy salmon. You ever played happy salmon? I have played happy salmon and it's a cute, it's a cute little dexterity game. Yeah. The, the, um, we played, we used to play it at NaveCon where the guys would play happy salmon and then they would play those videos of guys playing silent order happy salmon where they don't communicate except by hand signals and it is mm. bizarre especially when they're slapping each other's wrists <laughs> for the salmon that's the only actual sound uh, I, I assume that there's a little bit of uh, lubrication there yeah, as well you're talking about late night games here so absolutely yeah that can happen i understand <laughs> that it's been known for some gamers you know to imbibe alcohol at late in the evening at a, at a NaveCon or possibly early in the morning. It, it depends on who they are. But yeah, I, yeah, you can have, I, I guess you could, I mean, a party is a party. You could, you could play any game you like, but I kind of like stuff that's short and snappy half an hour or so, and then mm-hmm. move on to mm-hmm. something else. So people don't get bored. You, you want people wanting more. You don't want people to kind of go, Oh, when will this end? And like any good party or wedding and so on, everyone has got a different viewpoint of how it's going to work. Like some people are like, yeah, I really like that game or, you know, sure. and some people go away going, they much prefer just to be chatting to their friends. And that's all fine. You know, but you're, you know, it doesn't have to be the entertainment for it. What do you think? Have you ever organized something like that yourself? No. No, okay. Well, that was, that was um, <laughs> dead air, dead air, Philip. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pretty boring. Yeah, there he is. Uh, and on that happy note, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was. No, I, I really haven't. And ah, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll 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 save this. Tell me, have you bought any games recently? Any new additions to your collection? And it's okay. Your wife or my wife don't listen to this anyway. Any as they did, um, they wouldn't care. In fact, my wife, a number of years back, kind of ruined buying board games for me because I was explaining how, having come back from Essen, a friend of mine had bought a pile of games and she just stopped me and went, there's no need to tell me your friend bought a whole pile of games so you can tell me you bought a few because I don't really care. And that was kind of disappointing. <laughs> that, that ruined it for me. It was like, what's the point in being evil? Yeah, yeah come on. Where's the, where's the mystery? Where's the love? Uh, in all honesty, and uh, Vic, are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? Hopefully, I didn't buy anything since the last time we talked. What? Not a oh, single okay. game. There are a couple of games that I'm interested in. I will say that I did buy, uh, since the last time we talked, a couple of expansion maps for Age of Steam. Okay. But I have not 
bought or kickstarted any games. Oh, and tell me, when did you start in this closed order of monks? And is it, you know, is your is it is it on an island somewhere that I would know? Well, I the the thing is, is that, and I think I mentioned this last time. Uh, every month, I'm going to be doing uh, three games off my sh- uh, shelf of shame or shelf okay. of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month, it was, you know, it is Carnegie, uh, Age of Galaxies, and Fleet. Hence, the reason I played them. Uh, you know, and and the goal is is to start thinking about which games to get rid of and which games to keep. And so, wow. right now. Uh, I'm really starting to think about downsizing from my house, you know, when I retire, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, could be as early as next week. No, it's not. It's still six years away at least, but still, I, I really need to start winnowing down those that are keepers and those that are not. Dave can buy and sell. Yeah, it's a little expensive for me to ship it from the states. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, I, I I can add you into the into the group and Facebook for we have an online version of it as well. No, I I hundred percent get that whole thing of of downsizing. I need to downsize. I have done. I got rid of. Ooh, uh, I got rid of a good dozen or more games uh, at NaveCon. I have kind of a collection of stuff I won't play or don't play anymore. And mm-hmm. yeah, I got rid of a lot of those. I bought a few. I bought a few GMT games because Drunken Sailor kind of, you know, spending mm-hmm. money on games. Um, I picked up um, what's it called? Uh, Flashpoint China Sea, North China Sea, which is a mm-hmm. GMT game. I, I like the look of it. It looks like a combination of Fort Sumter, 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 and Sumter, Sumter. And I've been, I've actually physically been there. Or good did you play for no let's not go there the right. um it's like a mix between that and twilight struggle which i'm a big fan of nice and i bought 1843 oh and very nice kind of figured look i've played steam and so on how hard can it be i'll just look at a video on how to play it and the first video was how to play two and a half hours long i thought yeah okay maybe i uh yeah this. i, I 1830s probably 1830 or 1846 are probably the better two starting 18xxs or 1889 okay. uh, that one's a good one too mm. but uh well if you ever want to uh, get an online game of 18xx i'm happy to uh introduce you to the joys of 18xx oh, and no, how I to say yeah that and yeah. baseball legends um, baseball highlights, highlights yeah. that's it okay. sorry i didn't mean any insult there by saying a legend yeah, that, that's okay I'm, I'm i'm crying deep deep inside uh many years of therapy to get to get rid of that slight well vic as always it was a pleasure talking to you even if we were talking party games hopefully at some point we'll talk about soulless euros oh, uh, which i, I think be. we should really hit something else i'll try and come up with a subject that you don't like again so it it, it, it causes a nervous <laughs> twitch and a vein to swell um <laughs> yes very good well folks thanks for listening to our, our our mindless drivel about uh party games and with that this is philip saying play more games and this is fixing also play more games on which we agree. Thank you very much, Philip.